Hello, college football fans. Welcome to another edition of College Pick'em with Wes and John. I'm Wes Pruitt. John Sturdivant's down there on the left. Uh, as you see, the man down there on the right, Mr. Joey Magnifico. Uh, this show is actually all about Joey with it being Temple Week. Uh, we are actually calling this show the Joey Caught It edition of the show. Uh, very, very happy to have Joey Magnifico on the show. Uh, also up to the top left, we have uh, Mr. Josh McElroy. Uh, a former, uh, well, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, Josh. Yeah, I'm the wide receivers coach at Nebraska Wesleyan University. Uh, spent two seasons as quality control at the University of Memphis and coached at Arlington High School for 10 seasons. And uh, Joey, what do you got going on now, man? Uh, just working. Uh, I've been working for two bar bartenders. I'm moving and also been helping with my brother in his construction work, uh, windows and doors. So I've just been doing that and keeping up training. So nice, nice, nice. Uh, do you still have uh, aspirations of of furthering your career as a football player? Oh yeah, so I'm still training. Uh, I'm gonna do pro day in Memphis when it comes around in March and April, and uh, I'm gonna do that and give that one more shot and see where it goes from there. And and then if not, then I don't know. We'll see. Awesome, awesome. And uh, what about the the number the Joey's number one fan? I got a question for him. Can you talk about what kind of inspiration Joey was was to you as well, on and off the field? Hang on one second, John. Let's just go ahead and bring him on. Okay. Joey's number one fan, are you there? Hello? Yes, yeah. sir. Is Joey really on? Yes, sir, he is. Oh my, Joey, I, I just want you to know, man, I, I am so excited to just to be on with you right now, dude. And yeah. oh man, hey, I'm so thankful for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Katie, hey, Katie, come on now. <laughs> hey, Katie. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, sir. What's Pause, up, Joey? I had to get you somehow, buddy. Yeah, we had to get you, man. We had to, we had to make it a little bit of a surprise for you. Thank hey. you so much for being on the show, sir. Hey, no doubt, man. No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Man, been good. How you been? Cool, man. Yes. In the door life, man. Oh, yeah. Different world. What? Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of a different world, guys, uh, can you just give us as, as outside non-athletic type uh, people of the world, what is it like going from being in college football and training and being there every day and all that to now being in COVID college football? Just can you give us a little insight? Uh, I think they go through a lot of testing. Other than that, I mean, I'm not too sure what else they go through. Uh, I know they get tested, I think, every Friday. Yeah, that's about as much as I know too, man. Um, being being not being there every day, here all day, it's, it's not really easy to know all the information. And yeah, shoot, I guess I don't know if I really care either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Coach McElroy, can you can you chime in on that as a as a as a as a coach in today's game? Yeah, man, we just went through practice, so we had uh, twenty one practices in a sense, and they made us test once a week, so. I don't know how often Memphis playing and traveling. I mean, I'm sure they take more than that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I th yeah, I think we have three tests week. 
uh, what I've been reading. Yeah. I mean, according to NCAA rules, it's supposed to be three, but I mean, who really knows? Um, as a coach, I mean, I guess you have to go to it as, as almost like an hour to hour type deal. Hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much, you have a plan A, B, C, and D at all times. Is that basically how it is? Yeah. I mean, it's like minute to minute almost. So like they can pop a test up on you whenever they want to, um, which is fine. And then you'll go from practicing to all of a sudden 19 people have it or have been in contact with somebody who has it and you can't practice for two weeks. And Katie, with you being a middle school coach in West Memphis, is that like, how do they do y'all in general as a middle school program? Do you know anything about that yet? Uh, we don't, you know, test on a weekly basis really at all, honestly. Uh, the district doesn't require it. I mean, it's just kind of playing Russian roulette, I guess, with it. Uh, if somebody gets it, then, you know, we shut down for a couple of weeks. But uh, as far as, you know, well, I mean, we screen every day, you know, check temperatures and whatnot. But, you know, it's weekly tests or anything like that, we don't do that. All right. Well, uh, Joey, I guess uh, me and every other Memphis fan around the country has one question for you, man. And I think everybody knows what that question is. Did you catch it? Oh, yeah. You know, I caught it. Uh, okay. I think- All right. Good deal. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, man. Just, I just had to make sure. <laughs> no, I caught it for sure. I mean, it bobbled on my arm, but it never touched the ground. So. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Joey and Kadarian, you can answer the same question as, as a now former Tiger. Uh what is your favorite memory as a Memphis Tiger? They, they can name more than one, of course, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can give me your top five if you want. Mm. I don't know. That championship this year with Cincinnati, that, that was pretty. pretty That's fun. definitely number one, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we went there three years in a row and finally got it our last senior year. So I think that was, for me, number one. Uh, I, I think you could say SMU game this year. Yeah. That game was so loud. Just walking out of the stadium and seeing the, the stands sold out, 60,000 Tiger fans, like, that's definitely the feeling, too. But uh, them top two, for sure. Uh, For me, I'm definitely going to use those same two, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with that first old Miss win we, we witnessed our freshman year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They rushed the field. That was, that was turd. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the college bowl, for sure. That's another, you know, that's a turn one. Uh, and, yeah, like George, probably George said, like all three trips to the AAC championship, that was, that was, that was yeah, that's turn two. You know, KD, KD, with you being from Dallas area, you know, seeing your friends and family in attendance in the Cotton Bowl, I'm sure that was one of your favorite memories as well. You know, you're from the Dallas area and playing in Jerry's World, you know, seeing all those Memphis fans, come seven hours away or even longer to actually watch you play. Talk about that. Man, just like how I was, you know, talking at the time, man, you really couldn't have written it any better. You know, like, I mean, for me to finish my last game as a Memphis Tiger in my hometown, I mean, I, I could have never, you know, thought of that even happening. And for that to, you know, happen is just a blessing. Uh, I mean, it was a hell of an experience, you know, something I never forget. Shoot, one of the greatest times of my life for sure. And Josh, you know, as a def- I know people don't give you enough credit with you being on the sideline or even in the press box with the coaches. 
with you basically being a defense analyst guy as a coach, you know, talk about your memories as a coach at Memphis as well. Yeah, so the coolest thing to me was two years ago after the two-lane game. So we're four and four last in the uh, division. And then, you know, Joey and them, they ended up working hard and we played for the championship. And ever since that game, I believe uh, they've been 17 and six. So you go from being at the bottom four and four, not even thinking you're going to play for a championship to playing at UCF, to come back the next year, beating Cincinnati twice, and then playing in the Cotton Bowl. That's pretty, pretty special. You know, Joey, also a lot of fans don't really realize your family right now that you got with your sister um, marrying a Trey Wilkins that has played college football at Vanderbilt. And then, you know, when we beat Ole Miss that one year, it was also a house divided game in a way in your family with your family background with Jordan Wilkins on the other sideline at Ole Miss. Uh, how was that trash talk throughout the week in, after the game? Oh, no, I nothing but love with them. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was rude for both of us. At the time, I wasn't playing. I was redshirting. So, I mean, you know, his trade's going to go with Jordan for sure on that. And then my sister, and then they went with us. But, I mean, a little trash talking, but not too much. You know, I had to say something after the game to him. But other than that, it's <laughs> been crazy. You know, a lot of people don't really know this, but uh, I get, you know, from your St. Benedict days back in high school, you actually played basketball with Jordan in a way also, and also played basketball with my cousin, AJ. You know, AJ told me to bring this up to you and just say, hey, and all that, you know, since he's one of our listeners on this podcast. But uh, man, SBA in general, I tell you what, y'all did have a good basketball team and a football team back in the day as well. Talk about, I'll ask three, all y'all these questions, but Josh, with you being at Arlington, Joey at St. Benedict, and then KD being in Dallas. Um, KD, I know you had probably like 25 to 30,000 fans watching your high school football games. Well, meanwhile, we don't even have that many people watching our football games here in the <laughs> Memphis area. I can't even imagine that. Like, that'd be <laughs> insane. But just talk, about, just talk about your favorite memories. I know, like I said, Joey, you playing the Memphis hometown, and Josh, you being a co- coach at Arlington, Talk about y'all's favorite high school memories as well, and Katie with your thirty thousand fans <laughs> as well. That's crazy. Uh, well, I go first. I mean, uh, just playing in front of all those people is. I mean, I, I guess I, it's a blessing too. I mean, just able to be able to put on the show in front of all those fans and doing what I do and doing what I do the best. And I mean, it gives you an extra motivation to go out there and play to another level. So I mean, uh. Coming to Memphis was was I guess even I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it was, a, it was a big experience even when I came from the daddy. Uh, but it, I was prepared for it or whatnot. But I mean, it, it's it's an experience though, and I, I'm glad that you know I was fortunate enough to be able to play in any hospital. We got a question from the uh, Facebook Live. Uh, question for the guest: What is your who is your favorite NFL player? And also, did you have any football idols growing up? That question is from Chris Cardinal. Hmm. We're really, stumping with the questions. Play with us, to be honest. Uh, that's what I really keep up with in the NFL. Just the, the players that we play with, like AG, TP, Daryl, all of them. I mean, growing up, my favorite player was Cam Newton. So that's what I look up to, really. Uh, my favorite player probably right now would would probably be Odell. Uh, 
just just his his, his route running, his just his style of play. Uh, yeah. I like a lot, and probably growing up, my my football idol was probably Terrell Owens, definitely. Uh, Josh, ask you this, man. Um, I was like, Josh, either. Yeah, no, I mean, my favorite player growing up was probably Peyton Manning. I mean, he led the league in interceptions his first season, <laughs> and then came back and you know ended up being who he was, which is pretty impressive. So, what about your high school memories, Joey and uh, Josh? Uh, let's see here. I guess I played uh, my senior year when we beat ECS. It was the first time in school history. Uh, it was a big game for us, so that's probably my favorite game. And Josh, what about you as a coach? Yeah, I mean, I think every night's special in high school. I mean, you know, just the atmosphere in high school is a little different. You have the tailgating, you know, not so far as at Memphis. It's not even on the campus. I mean, the tailgating all happens right there at the high school. I think every night is very special. I think the game that, you know, I'm going to bring up Josh. I'm going to bring up the 72 to 63 game for an example. Hmm. You have basically coached players that have played college football now and have played college football in the past couple of years as well. Just name a few players that you enjoyed coaching against, like a Jeremy Banks and Jacoby Hewitt from Cordova, and that the player players that you probably have coached with. I mean, I've coached against a lot of great talent, man. I mean, in Memphis, there's a lot more than people even realize. Uh, I mean, Donovan Mitchell... I mean, Joey Magnifico, I coached against him. He doesn't even realize it. We went to <laughs> St. Benedict and played them. I believe Jordan was on crutches. He didn't play, but, uh, yeah, I think I coached against Joey as well. Um, some of the kids I coached, Kenny Walker, I mean, he's running back at Wake Forest, awesome kid. Uh, he'll be your hardest worker and probably your best player. Um, Tate Colwick, Hunter Goodman, Devin Chandler, Caleb Nelson. I mean, they're all special kids, so. What about your favorite player that you played against and played with? Uh, There's so many different players. I remember just my favorite player to watch at Memphis was probably Anthony Miller. I mean, KD can tell you that man would go crazy in practice too. I mean, every snap was going crazy. But uh, favorite player I ever played against. I just remember watching that receiving court, Ole Miss, when we went down there. When they came down with Laquan Trevor, and they all had all of them, like three of them. Who was it? DK Metcalf. It's all of them probably just seeing them in person, like a freak. Yeah, that okay. year it was they had, they had Ingram as well, did they not? Was, yeah. it, was it Ingram? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Larry Tunsil also on the offensive line, defense line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, guys. Both as former players of both Norvell and Silverfield, uh, tell me something that you think Silverfield can bring to the program that Norvell did not. Mm. Oh, that's a tough question, man. I just they they kind of hand in hand. That's why you know when Norvell left. Uh, the, the majority of the decision was to keep, you know, the coach in-house and not to bring nobody, you know, outside in. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, too much of a difference. I think that's why, you know, Silfield is the head coach right now because the team feel comfortable just like they feel comfortable with Novell. Right. I think they got the same philosophy, too. Just everything, like, from the summer program to the games is just the same, enforce the same things you're bringing. So 
Josh, would you would you agree with that? I guess. Yeah, I man. I think you know, in a sense, they were kind of grooming this the whole time. In a sense, you know, he was named the deputy head coach last season. Um, you know, and when you have a program that's rolling like Memphis is, you don't really want to change too much. You know, I mean, so having it in house, I think, is the smartest way to go about it. Uh, Katie, you were on a, like a Florida State podcast this past week or so, and Joey, you can answer this as well, and Josh, you can answer it as well. But uh, can you talk about Norvell? I know people are already saying Norvell, this and that, should be already gone and fired and all that craziness. It's crazy. But me, talk me personally. You know, I've been a big fan of him ever since the Memphis days as well. And ever since he played at Central Arkansas with the corn rolls in his hair and everything. But uh, what can you say to Florida State fans that might be listening to this about Norvell and give him some time and everything like that as well? Uh, just like, you know, like you mentioned that I, you know, had said on, on some of their podcasts. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a process. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you see what he did over his time in Memphis. Uh, you know, I, I just, like I said, the proof is there. You know, it, it might not happen right away, but you can't write him off after, you know, what he's already shown he can do. Uh, this past week, well, not this past weekend, a couple weekends ago, they just knocked out the number five team in the country. And to us Memphis fans, that's nothing new, you know, with us knocking off these power five teams. So it's expected. And, you know, I just, like I tell them, I'm, I'm looking forward and excited to see what he can do while he's down there. What would you say is your uh, your your favorite moment with Norvell as a head coach? I mean, I know both of you obviously spent time with him, being there for the amount of time that he was. Uh, for me, <laughs> honestly, man, any moment with Norvell, Coach Norvell is a is a special moment because it could it could be the funniest of moments or it could be the most serious of moments, you know, it, it varies day to day, but one thing you're going to get for sure on a day in day out basis, you're going to get 110% from him. So if you're not hundred, if you're not matching his energy, he's going to let you know about it. And if you are, then it's going to be, you know, a great day, but every day is always a special moment because you never know what you're going to get. That's awesome. That's same here. Uh, like, like Katie said, that man would come in the locker room and say anything off the wall. So we really don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly say that everybody asked me if I liked him. I loved him. Like I feel like he was like on the field it was different. Like he's gonna be hard on you, but he's gonna be hard on everybody. And then off the field, you know, he, he took care of us like we were a family for real. So I always tell people I loved him. Yeah, I think people just aren't used to how intense he is. You know, if you can't handle that, then it's gonna rub you the wrong way. But if you know he's coming from the right place and he means what he says and he backs it up, I mean you can't be mad at him for it. Yeah, I thought he was awesome, man. Yeah, what I liked about him when I first met him at the press conference, you know, Josh, you know this from high school ranks as well, being a coach. To me, when he said family in his press conference, that blew me away. You know, it's all about, like, to me personally, it's all about family. That's what you guys have showed year in, year out, either being an alumni of this program or either being part of the NFL and playing NFL right now, playing for the city of Memphis. And to me, when Norvell said family, to me that became one of my best favorite moments of Norvell in the press conference when he said 
family is important and that's what we're going to be at the university of memphis oh, yeah, and he lived that i mean every sunday the families are invited up there they eat with the players and you know the players on um halloween last year uh, the little kids are giving out candy and the players came by and grabbed candy from them I mean, it's a really neat experience up there one thing that i really like about norvell and i mean john you talk about family is i feel like he cares so much about each player, no matter if it's the starting quarterback or if it's the guy that's just coming in that's redshirted and maybe not as talented as he should be. I just feel like Norvell, just everybody's, I don't want to say the same, but in his mind, everybody's the same. Is that just, that's just what I see. Is that, is that pretty true about him? Yeah, I would agree with that. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Shoot, only time I can see, you know, you probably not being in, in, in the right eyes of Novell is if you're just, you know, not holding your end up of what you're supposed to do. And other than that, man, Novell, he's gonna, he's gonna ride with you. Yeah, I feel like everybody he brings in, he's bringing in for a reason. So, you know, when he, he goes to the families and tells them that before they come down there, I think he means it. You know? And he, yeah. he does a good job in the locker room. Yeah, I think he understands his. Play. So you can't really coach everybody the same. Right. There's some kids' face you can get in, and there's some you can't. You know, I mean, you got to coach everyone kind of different. And I think he really understands what makes everyone tick, in a sense. Um, favorite, real quick, go ahead. Go ahead. sorry. I was going to say, favorite road trip that y'all ever went on as a coach and a player that y'all enjoyed the most, other than Cotton Bowl. You literally just stole my question. Let me let me mark this off my list. But go ahead. <laughs> Other than the cotton ball, okay. <laughs> That's mark that one off. A lot of them. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go with the bulk of the tub bowl. Yeah, bowl was probably my favorite bowl we went to. Definitely. Yeah, that the whole week. Yeah, that was the best one. You know, we went to the Birmingham bowls. Those aren't that good. Uh, it's because Allegiant Field, right, Joey? (laughs) Uh, You could go out and do in Birmingham, it wasn't that much, you know what I'm saying? But Boca, I get shot. What about regular season road trip? Uh, probably any any stadium we played in that was the NFL stadium. So going to Temple, going to South Florida. Shoot, even playing at Houston, one, one year. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I like playing at UCF, honestly, personally, the best, just because, like, their stands, when we played them down there, it was they're jumping, 50,000 jumping. It's loud. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was insane. That was one of the stadiums where you could hardly hear yourself thinking. Mm. Oh, yeah. You couldn't <laughs> hear mm. What about you, Josh, as a coach? Yeah, I thought UCF was probably one of the coolest. So they had a point in the fourth quarter where I guess everyone brings out their cell phone. And that was like really neat to see kind of everyone participating in the stands. And it it was rowdy out there. It was good. You know, I've always, you know, inspired opposing fans or not opposing fans, but opposing players when the Navy and Army played, they played the the Air Force and all them. Talk about y'all going to join Navy as players and coaches possibly. Or joining the Navy and joining them as their like senior alumni. 
song. How was that, Phil? It was cool. Uh, they're, they're like the dudes in the Navy are literally on the field. Uh, it's like a bleacher type, basketball bleacher type uh, environment, and they run out there and do their little push ups and stuff. But it was cool playing there. Yeah, like like he said, uh, it's, it's cool. It's a cool place to you know go play and you know just showing respect to you know what they do, uh, not only on the field, off the field. So you know it's nothing to just you know just go pay respect. It's a neat thing to do. Yeah, you know, that game's fun every year. I mean, it's always intense, and you know they're going to get our best, and we're going to get their best every year. And usually, it comes down to you know possession here or there. So. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I'll go ahead, Jeff. Wes. Okay. Well, you took my last question, so I'm trying oh. to think more, honestly. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite home <laughs> game other than the SMU game, then? Uh, let's go UCLA. Yeah. Man, that yeah. game is hot. God, that game is hot. Oh, I know. <laughs> Man. Service like 130 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Said Joey. Probably the Ole Miss game this year too. The first one it was a big win for us. So uh, that that and UCLA are my favorite. What about you, Josh, as a coach? Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss was fun this past year. I think it really kind of set the tone for the whole season. Um, you know, they were calling us their little brother and everything like that. And I think you know these guys took it personal and. <laughs> uh, went out there and took over. So, you know what their mascot is. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, let me ask you this: uh, Looking to the future of the program of the, of the University of Memphis, uh, as former players and former coaches as well, uh, do y'all see this program sustaining its success? And could you possibly see us possibly getting to a Power Five conference in the future? For, so this is the truth, man. We've always been deep at every position. Like the starters that you see on a year in year basis that, that get replaced by the next starters. Like we we've been deep in every position. So for the, the next few years, for the next however many years, Memphis is gonna sustain what we what, what we've been built and what we had going because I mean the recruitment is off the charts and the rooms yeah. that, that these positions are in uh, they, they're deep. With, with guys that you know don't even get opportunity to show what they can do because of how many guys in the room they can all do that, and you know you you, you can see that with a lot of guys who you know sometimes like myself don't get a, a major year until my last year, which is cool, but mm -hmm. I understand why. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how it is. Like it tattered in Memphis is, is unbelievable. Oh yeah, I just feel like you know, I mean the day in and day out you practice against each other. I mean you're going against great talent. So, I mean, like, you see AG, he didn't touch the field that much his junior year and then went off his senior year and now he's in the league. So, odds and all them, it's just, they come out everywhere just because practice is so intense. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I think they'll be able to sustain. I mean, I think Joey and Kadarian, you know, laid a great foundation for this program. That, I mean, it's, you know, that's very impossible, but I think it's set up to be successful for a, a very long time now. You know, KD, you talked about your senior year last year. You had over 600 yards and uh, four touchdowns, 39 receptions. Altogether, I call that, you know, one of the best years, like, you know, 
nobody really talked about you until that year, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, Joey, same thing for you. You know, you're the number one reception guy right now in Memphis history at the tight end position with total yards. A lot of people don't even don't even know that as technically right. as a walk on kind of type tight end. Um, Katie and Joey, did y'all have any other offers pretty much coming out of high school? Uh, me personally, I didn't have any. Uh, Cincinnati offered me, and then they took it away. Other than that, is that when is that when Tupperville's coach, or is that when Bud Jones is coach? Tupperville. Uh, other than that, I mean, I had a chance to walk on or go play somewhere really small, and I had faith in myself, so that's why I walked on. Uh, for me, uh, I didn't have many offers myself either. Uh, Memphis was actually the only Division One school to offer me during football season of my senior year. And uh, then some other offers came in on signing day, but I don't even like talking about those because I felt like I was taking option offers on those days. So I, uh, I stuck with Memphis, man, since day one. Uh, speaking of Memphis and, and, and recruiting and all that, what, what was really the selling point uh, to you coming to Memphis and, and being a part of the program? Uh, so honestly, man, Coach Fuente recruited me and man, after a couple phone calls, you know, he kind of had me sold over there. And then <clears throat> he actually flew down uh, and watched me practice basketball because he was basketball at that time. So he actually watched me practice the whole entire practice, sat there in the bleachers, and then after practice, still, had, you know, had a conversation with me. So, you know, just showing that he really cared and the interest that, you know, that he really wanted me to be there. And, you know, that I had just seen that Memphis had won the Miami Beach Bowl. So I'm like, well, you know, it's an upcoming place. I might have a chance to play right away. Right. It's not, let's go give it a shot. So that's why, you know, that, that, that was a decision for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought, uh, with me, I just walked on. So, I mean, I always believed in my own ability to play and I knew what I had and uh, I had some bad grades coming out of high school. So I really didn't get looked at that much. Uh, but then Coach Dickey, he, he came to my school one day and told me I could walk on. So once he did that, I always loved Memphis growing up as a, like a youngin. I always watched D'Angelo Williams and all them. Um, and so, I mean, I got to stay home with my family and play football. So, yeah, you couldn't tell me nothing else. So, right. Yeah, I here. Uh, and uh, Josh, as a coach, and um, Joey and Katie as a player, what can you tell these high school kids these days? Like, for example – you know, Shelby County schools here in Memphis, for example, are not playing football. Some of them have joined that other team, that's the pure football team right now. What can y'all tell these seniors right now that are playing high school football that are probably not getting enough looks as it is right now because there's no film or anything to go by or even no tryouts or anything like that due to COVID and everything like that. What can y'all tell these kids, you know, that actually try to put their – stuff out there, what kind of encouragement can you tell them as a coaching player? I would just say, uh, like we were kind of saying, Benedict, you don't know how many games your last game. So uh, go out there and try to get the most stim you can get. Uh, other than that, it's, it's kind of a hard year. Like for me, for me and KD, just coming out, COVID really messed a lot of things up for everybody. Uh, you get that film and then hope for the best. Yeah, man, I, I just like Joy said, uh, it's a tough year. Uh, it's not really much that, you know, you can tell 
or, you know, say other than keep your head up and just keep, you know, stay prayed up and keep working at it. Uh, that past film that you got, uh, just just hope and pray, you know, that it's enough. I mean, it's hard. Like Joy said, we, we had a tough year ourselves not being able to have a pro day, you know, due to this COVID. So, uh, I mean, we just had to, you know, take our lick under the chin and keep moving, but, you know, just got to keep with it. Yeah, just let them know that too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of kids across the country in the same position. So you're being recruited, you know, in a sense equally as a lot of other kids in the country. Uh, let me ask this. When it, uh, well, Josh, were you there when Fuente was there or were you not there? When no. Was there? Okay, so uh, you were just Norvell and then Silverfield as well? Just uh, Norvell. Just Norvell, okay. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this about Norvell. Um he caught a lot of flack when he made the comment that he was a Memphian. Um, I, I, as a Memphis fan, I firmly believe that he did love being at Memphis. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about him while he was here and, and how much he really did enjoy it? Man, if I could, if I could find this picture of Coach Novell after the championship game, it <laughs> would sum it up to a T. I promise you. I, I, I need to find this picture. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'd say, I mean, he loved it here. Uh, he always talked about how much he loved it. I mean, then Florida State came with an offer that he couldn't resist. I mean, he got offered right. by so many other schools year in, year out. He never took it. Uh, so that really is a testimony to how much he loved Memphis. Uh, I think they just came with so much money, he couldn't say no. So that's why he had to go. Yeah, man, I think he truly loves this place. Um... You know, to, to show it too, the last thing he did was kind of get the indoor facility rolling, you know, before he left. And they say you're supposed to leave a place better than how you found it. And he definitely, you know, tried to do that. So, because um, Jackson Dillon was saying they were promising him that when he was being recruited. You know, so for Nervell to come in, that's the last thing he did is the indoor. I mean, that's that's special. Yeah. And that thing is sweet, man. That thing is mm -hmm. nice. Wow. Um, do you, and let me ask you this, and you may not even know, what are the odds of us in the future? Do you see Memphis as having an on-campus stadium or do you see us staying in the Liberty Bowl? I love the Liberty Bowl, but. Man, if Memphis had an on-campus stadium, oh man. I, the Liberty Bowl can rock, but an on-campus stadium would rock. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> seriously. But no, I, I don't. I don't think that it would be crazy. Just because you know, Liberty is a pretty big stadium, and sixty-eight is hard to, to reach every game. But if it was on campus, I feel like, like Katie said, that it would be a lot different. Yeah, I don't see them getting it uh, on campus. One, I mean, just because they're doing so much construction around the university now, and they put so yeah. much money back into the athletic facility over there on um, Get Well Loop, mm -hmm. I don't see it happening. And that's, John, you can probably attest to this too. I always found it very odd that all of our football facility was way over. I mean, I say way over on Get Well, but still, I just always found it. I mean, I kind of like it, but I always found it kind of odd that all that was over there. Was that kind of odd to y'all as well or no? Uh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah, I don't think they expected the, I mean, this has always been a basketball city. You know, I remember way back when, when they were giving tickets away and people still weren't going to the games. Oh, you ain't got to tell me. And um, <laughs> like I said, man, the foundation that these guys have laid over the last few seasons, I mean, 
they're like scrambling to make renovations to accommodate, you know, the need for Memphis football right now. So it's a great point. Yeah. And look at, I mean, the baseball field's on campus, but you know, the baseball field is kind of old in general too. The softball field is the newest kind of newest addition other than like I said, the practice football facility. I think they need a little bit more upgrades on the baseball field personally still, but uh, y'all are talking about, a lot of people are still like non-critical. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I didn't. I don't, I don't mean to by no means. Okay, but a lot of people are still critical about Brady White as the quarterback. Can y'all just talk about your quarterback in general, as a whole? I know he's a leader on and off the field as well. But why do people do you think are hating on Brady White so much still? Because people were spoiled. Yeah, people were spoiled. People were spoiled. They had Paxton Lynch and Riley Ferguson. They were spoiled. I mean, I they think they don't realize, too, how the offense works. You know, it's not necessarily an offense like Mike Leach where you are throwing the ball downfield every play or 60 times. Um, as far as game manager and as far as, like, taking control of the offense, I mean, Brady White's one of the best I've ever seen do it. He makes all the right checks, all the right calls, all the right reads. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you sit there and talk bad about him. TB2. Yeah, no, I feel like, uh, like you say, he's just so smart in the head that, I mean, once he's in the game, he's not going to do anything too stupid with the ball and, and turn it over. But like you see every year he gets better and better. I mean, this year he's, what, through seven touchdowns yesterday? Like, he's going to have a special year this year if they keep playing, and I'm excited to watch it. Oh, I mean, I, you yeah. go back and look at Brady White during that Central Florida game. I think that is – as a Memphis quarterback, I think that that's the greatest game he played. He never got rattled. And if you look at Silverfield on the sideline of that game, Silverfield to me never really looked rattled. Um, maybe I missed something. I don't know. But the way Silverfield just – and Brady's the same way. They're just cool, calm, and collected. And like you said, Joey, he makes the right throws. He makes the right decisions. Uh, any Memphis fan, and, and I'm a diehard Memphis fan. Look, guys, I was there when we were 0-11 with Larry Porter. <laughs> so I've been there. Um, up until this season, my stepdad had missed a home game in 35 seasons. So I'm diehard when it comes to Memphis. So having you, Joey, and you, Kadarian, on and just watching what you guys, the product that you put on the field, man, it's just a blast to watch this university grow in the short amount of time that it has. Having us, uh, I mean, it was, it was like you said, it was crazy just to see when I first got here to when I left. I mean, Memphis is a nationally known program now, and the years to come is going to be the same. So, yeah, man, like Joy said, just the time we've been here, it was nothing but shoot, just on the up and up. Every year, it was something that just got better and better, and it was something that you know I never, never ever forget. That, you know, I was a part of, and man, it was just a time with a ride. <laughs> what is the one team or two teams you can name two teams if you want that you want Memphis in in the years to come to put on their non-conference schedule other than Tennessee because I know Tennessee is probably the obvious answer here but uh, who do y'all want on the Memphis non-conference schedule in the future because you know we got that now we got that uh, Larry Beach as the AD you know he's got that background at Florida for example you know, being the associate athletic director there. But uh, me personally, I wouldn't mind a road trip 
you know, to Oregon or Texas, you know. <laughs> well, you took my last question, John. Thanks, buddy. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> Anytime, bud. Uh, other than Tennessee. Let's go to let's go to Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm gonna make it rally. Probably either Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That would one I would want to play, but I mean, shoot anywhere big like that. John, I think it's gotten to the point that it doesn't really matter. You know, it's kind of the atmosphere they've set now is that we'll play anyone, and um, I think it's pretty neat. You know, even walking into the Penn State game, I didn't have a sense that these guys were scared or, like, nervous. I mean, I really had the sense that they were ready to go, and I think the beginning of the game definitely showed that. And yeah, I think it's gotten to the point now at Memphis, they don't care who they play. Oh, yeah, we ain't never be scared, Cole. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not, that's not how it works. And by the way, guys, I see – I know you see the Woo Pig Suey. Uh, I'm originally from Memphis, but my wife is a diehard Arkansas fan, and so I'm half and half now. Until, hey, they have a decent season this year, so it's cool. <laughs> hey, man, dude, it's been fun to watch Arkansas this season, man. There are uh, Barry Odom, former Memphis assistant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Odom has got that defense turned around very quickly, and it's a lot of yeah. fun to see. Uh, let me ask you this, guys. Um, well, you can, I, John threw me off when he took my last question. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when it comes to the, not, the non-conference scheduling, I would like to see Memphis do a little more of maybe go to the Big 12 a little more. Like you said, with, with Oklahoma, uh, I think Oklahoma State would be a nice little matchup for Memphis. Um, I enjoyed watching them play Iowa State in the Liberty Bowl uh, a few years back. Um, they were part of this that team, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to, like, that non-conference, like you were talking about with the, with the Penn States, um, do you – I mean, I, I know you don't prepare any different, but I mean, how far as far as game film and coach, you can talk about this too. As far as game field, how how far did did y'all go back on Penn State? Did you go back to James Franklin's Vanderbilt days and stuff like that just to get a full grasp of what all he's done? I mean, I'll tell you, I'm not gonna say how far we went back, but well, yeah. uh, we did our homework. I'll say that um, we definitely made sure that there was no stone unturned and that we were gonna be as prepared as we could. And at the time, you know, I got the feeling that a lot of people were hoping that we were keeping it close, but the way we were approaching the game is we were trying to win. And so we didn't care if it was Penn State. Um, we went we went back de decently far. Uh, some coaches that we found their film from other schools just right. to make sure that we covered everything. So. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know how far they go back. I just know uh... – Thursday night before a game, or the Friday night before a game, that film session we have in the hotel, they're going to let you know everything you need to know. I mean, they're, they're doing it throughout the week, but you have Coach Norvell sitting in on the meeting uh, the night before, and he'll let you know basically everything you're going to see. You're not going to go out there and be surprised by anything for the most part. Yeah, definitely. I just like both of you guys said, man, Coach Norvell had us uh, more prepared than – to really more prepared than I've ever felt for anything, honestly. Uh, I mean, if any time we lost a game, it was it was had to be more so of us shooting ourselves in the foot because, I mean, the way we were prepared, it, it's no way that we should have lost any games, honestly. Uh, and 
and the way Novell puts things together, man, it's, it's, it's almost flawless. And, but yeah, we, we, we're always ready though. Well, I can tell you as a, as a fan who was at the Cotton Bowl, I know John uh, was there as well. Uh, as a fan who was at the Cotton Bowl, um, we did not disappoint. And uh, I spoke with multiple Penn State fans on the way out, out of that game. And they all said the same thing is that, and, and that is Memphis football is for real and you guys can play. Uh, so it was nice to get that respect from a powerhouse in college football. I mean, let's be honest, Penn State is a very familiar name. Uh, prestige school to say the least uh, so it was nice as a Tiger fan to get that respect uh, and thank you guys for for giving us that that respect oh yeah unfortunately no doubt, no doubt. it was a good game what was that Joe so unfortunately I wouldn't be able to play that game but uh right. you know the team did their job I think it was just one bad turnover at the end of the game that really cost it other than that I think they had it John, you got anything? Uh, hmm. You got any more on top of your head? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Uh, do y'all have any questions for us? Uh, I'm good. Thank y'all for having mm-hmm. me. Yep. Always thank you guys very much for being on the show. Uh, Josh, thank you for being on the show as well. Yeah, thank y'all very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, guys, if you don't mind, uh, you know, share the show with your friends. Hope to get some, uh, some, uh, some more views on our show. We have a great time putting it on. Uh, And to all of our fans, uh, Dadgum, Joey called it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.